Hey there, bestie. So in this episode, we talk all about how to do the best you can in GCSEs. And throughout the whole episode, we do talk a lot about how to get all nines. And we want to like clarify this before you listen, that for one person, getting all nines is equivalent to somebody else's getting all sevens. So everybody's like level of success is completely unique to them. So when we talk about all nines, what we really mean is just your version of success, whether that be just, you know, making it through the whole exam. If that for you is your success, then that's amazing. But for you, if you really want those all nines, then that's that's equally as valid. But what we want to make sure is that if you don't achieve that goal, whatever it is, that doesn't necessarily reflect on you in the sense that you're not a failure, you're not, you know, worthless, your worth is not any different than it was before you sat the exam. And you need to remember that because babes, you're smart, you're talented, you're everything. We want you to feel that you really can do it and not to doubt yourself. You're probably way smarter than you think you are because that's just how we are, okay, just girls? think they're really dumb when they're not so <laughs> yeah um anyway hope you enjoy hi guys so we've got new mics yes um and yeah we, we haven't podcasted in ages <laughs> i don't know how to act we're literally in the lecture theater right now yeah it's a bit weird but yeah we should be able to do some asmr asmr yeah anyway so today what are we talking about We're going to be teaching you guys the real tea on how to get all nines. Yeah. Because I feel like as much as teachers can help and as much as people can give like I feel like I'm looking you in the eye, looking (laughs) you in the eye. Usually we sit next to each other. We never sit like opposite each other and it's like really like, hello. It's so much better in the music studio. We had to sit so uncomfortably. That's true. But yeah. We're going to tell you the real thing, okay? Yeah, the, the real, real the real on how to get, like, all nines in your GCSEs, how yeah. to do well in your end of years. I'm not sure if you... Do you guys have end of years? Yeah. I know that some year groups have it in May. Up if they're having some now, which, guys, I feel for you. I really feel sorry for them. Okay, so should we start with, like, sciences? Okay, the thing with sciences, I think chemistry especially is the issue that they would ask the most randomest of questions, be like, why is this battery toxic if it... And then, and then I remember on the physics exam, there was something, there was like a puppy and he was sitting <gasps> on a pillow. Like, it was so random. I remember that. And I wrote that because it was like about radiation and stuff. And I was like, because the puppy's not black, <laughs> it would absorb heat. So there's some really stupid questions. And honestly, the trick to those is that you have to have done the questions beforehand and memorize the mark scheme yeah because it's or so sim- yeah similar questions yeah. because even though they'll put like a ran- they'll, they'll choose a different like random object each time but it will be the yeah. same Concept. the same things that you have to say yeah. especially especially in physics because i think that you guys do you do aqa biology aqa chemistry but we all do igcse edxl yeah. physics and with edxl igcse it's really very much just like memorize the mark scheme and Basically, write the points yeah. down especially physics and with and with sciences now i think that you don't have to when you have like a long answer question you can write in bullet points so yeah, then definitely. you can literally just bullet point the mark scheme 
but you just need to do done loads of past paper questions. Yeah, you're bound to have the question about the loudspeaker, you're bound to have the question about a radiator in a room, yeah. and you just need to memorize that, you know, right, one point I got to say convection current, second point I got to say that rises, third point mm. cools condenser, I don't know, I don't do physics, I know. <laughs> but you know, you get the point, because... Yeah. It is literally just memorizing the mark scheme. Yeah, and if you're thinking like, okay, my exam's in like two weeks, I don't have time, you still have time. Yeah. Go into PMT, physics math tutor, yeah. go into their mark That's... scheme, and they set it out really clearly. Like yeah. six, if it's six marks, they say, okay, first part, second part, and just memorize it. That's yeah. all it is. That's... I think yeah. That's where you get your past paper questions because I think that CGPs are really good for like, if you don't have good notes, if you don't have notes and you... Like, say you didn't pay attention in the lesson for this, for when they did one topic in, a, in the class, and then you can just read through that whole CGP chapter on it. But I think that instead of doing CGP questions, it's better to go on to physics and maths tutor and yeah. get the actual past paper questions for the, like, exam that you're going to do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's definitely for physics. With chemistry, you can kind of do a similar thing, but... Yeah. Also, math, on physics and maths tutor, they have the best. They have okay. So you go on physics and maths tutor, and then you click say you're doing physics. Then you click the exam board at Excel, and then they have all of the past paper questions by topic. So you can yeah. do that. But they also have the physics and maths tutor notes themselves. Yeah. And I don't think that many people actually use them. But mm. I looked on them like literally the week before the exam, and really? I was like, oh my god, they're so good. I and never it's, looked. At them. And it's called like they're called like physics and maths tutor cheat, cheat sheets, and they're oh, such really? they're such good notes because they literally write their notes catered to the mark scheme so mm-hmm. like you need to know this point you need to know this point you need to know yeah. this point they're really good notes so if you can't don't have access to a cgp you don't want to go out and buy a cgp yeah. then definitely go have a look at the physics and maths tutor notes and yeah. just print them out i literally printed the whole wad of biology physics and maths tutor really? notes and memorized them because they're the best notes really? and i think that's what i'm going to do for maths because they have maths notes as well so yeah. i think i'm going to try them. that now but, oh yeah, I'm, okay, I'm completely against CGPs. I always have been. What? And loads of people just love them. I just, I absolutely hate I love them. a CGP. Actually, yeah. no, in saying that, I didn't use my science CGPs. Exactly, you just don't use no, them. No, no, actually, no, no, no. I use CGPs for some things. For chemistry and for biology, I didn't use CGP. Mm-hmm. But for things like maths and physics, where I think in those, sub- those subjects where you genuinely, like, sometimes just don't understand the content, a CGP yeah. is great. And especially now, like, in maths A-level, I've used my CGP to death. Really? Literally every day after I school. I haven't touched I, it once. Literally every day after school, because now I'm like, oh my God, I need to start revising. <laughs> yeah. I literally go home and I read, like, a, a chapter of my CGP. Really? I love my CGP. No, I absolutely hate it. I think, okay, if you're going to use it, at least understand that it's the most dumbed-down version of the content you can get. No. So no, come on. I don't think so. Yeah, you can't uh, learn it, and you definitely can't get a nine. Just by learning what's okay. in there. It's a good, you know, if you want a pass, you just want to get through the exam, I just, it's fine. Or if what I used to do, because I used to have them, and I didn't want to, like, just not use them, yeah. they're excellent for reading, like, the night before a test. Yeah. So when you vaguely know everything in your head, but you just kind of want to read it, yeah. make sure yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. right. Okay, actually, that's true. I think CGP is good, but if you... Okay, you're, you're aiming for that nine, right? 
Mm-hmm. You read your CGP, that will get you up to a seven. Yeah. Okay? You read your CGP, you do the questions at the end of the topic. You'll have, like, a basic understanding of the whole topic and everything, which is good if you, like, absolutely, like me, have no clue what was going on in that topic mm-hmm. to begin with. Like, that's what I'm doing with maths now because, like, some of these topics, I didn't... I wasn't even paying attention in the lesson. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what was going on. So, good... From from going from like a D to a B, a CGP is great. Okay, yeah, but then if you, then after doing the CGP, go on physics and math tutor and do tons of past paper questions. Yeah, and then that automatically boosts you up to that eight nine. Yeah, literally do loads. Yeah, and, and I think to get that nine because it's really difficult to one like if you're working at an eight, it's so difficult to kind of get up to that mm. nine. What I found is nine material maybe not for like maths or physics but for really really content heavy subjects like geography chemistry bio you want to make sure you know absolutely every single part of the information that you've got yeah because if you've got a tiny topic that you don't understand or you don't know then you're automatically blocking yourself off from getting marks in that topic so then when you're in the test when you're in the exam yeah. All the basic topic questions, like what is the definition of this or yeah. explain erosion I processes, would've... then you've got those. But when you, some of the really weird questions, you can afford to then lose those marks. Yeah. I would also look like, you need to you need to kind of figure out, especially when you're the lower years, like try loads of different revision methods and yeah. stuff because you don't know what you're suited to. Like I know that as much as I... Like, I can read a CGP, I can do all of that, but I learn the best when I'm, like, watching a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they have really good science YouTubers, and they'll make, like, a whole, like... I remember there's there's Science by Hazel on YouTube, and she's so, so yeah. good, especially for, like, biology. And she has this one-hour-long... She has this one-hour-long YouTube video... And she does every single topic in paper one. And then she has another hour-long one. It's every single topic in paper two. Yeah. And she, she whizzes through it. So it's great. So if you want to, like, read your CGP first, you've got a basic understanding. And then you watch the whole hour-long video on, like, two times speed or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You want to speed it up. And then you can just kind of consolidate that you know all of that. And so it just kind of reassures you that you know all of the content. Yeah. And then you can go ahead and do your past paper questions. Yeah. Even, especially, like, the night before the exam, when you don't really want to be, like, stressing out and, like, trying to, like, cram all your notes in. Like, you've got notes left, right, and centre, like, sprawled yeah. across your bed. If you don't want to do that, literally, just go on Science by Hazel and watch that hour-long video because it is great. I will link it down below because I think Science by Hazel saved my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not the type of person that can watch a YouTube video. I don't know, really? I just can't. Instead, why well, I, I have a quite a set routine. Yeah. So like I always type my notes. I know people like to handwrite them, but I just can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I type them. I don't learn anything whilst I'm typing cuz it doesn't really help. And then I dedicate like a whole day just to memorizing stuff. Yeah. And then I do exam questions. So no matter what subject we're talking about, it's always split into two. It's learning the stuff and then applying okay, it. Okay, so what what about something like English? Oh my god, I had such a love-hate relationship with English. But okay, basically, <laughs> that was so cringe. <laughs> with um like in our end of years, I did so bad in my as English. In, as in which in my okay, so obviously we didn't have GCSEs, but then we had upper fifth mocks. So I'm talking about the lower fifth end of oh, years. Oh, I did so bad. Yeah. I got a 4. I got a 4 as well. And then basically dur- during that summer, I like I was like I haven't even read Romeo and Juliet. I, I don't know <laughs> what the hell is going on in Mice and Men. Yeah. So I actually read it. Yeah. 
and first of all that's a, that's the first step because i yeah. i bet you haven't even read it like if you I bet you haven't even read I it i bet you <laughs> haven't so read it or like just listen to an audiobook of it really like put it on like yeah. max speed and then what i did is i like i broke it down into like the characters especially for romeo and juliet and then I was, like, stressing myself that I had to learn, like, 50 different quotes. Yeah. You do not. You just have to learn a solid, like, 10. That, that work for every that situation. That literally go for everything. It yeah. literally, you will find them. And then the, because if you learn, like, those really, like, niche quotes, mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. use it only if that comes up as a question. Yeah. I think what helped me with English is that I know that I got that, <laughs> I got that four in English. And even just before that, like, I just when I was writing essays for English, I don't know what the hell I was doing because I didn't understand the exam and I didn't understand what they were asking. Mm -hmm. Especially because we we had literature and language. And I think I got, what did I get in lit? I think I got like a six or like a seven. Yeah, I got, I remember in language was my worst. I got a four in language and then seven in literature. I got a four, same. Four in language, seven in literature. So I think with language is that completely did not understand the task. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't understand, I did, and I thought I did, but I, I didn't. And so I think after sitting down with the paper and actually understanding how you get the marks, I mean, wait, let me, what were the questions in the language paper? There was one that I'm pretty sure like our whole class got wrong. It was like explain in your own words, like lines five to 10. Yeah. And you were not meant to put a quote in all of us yeah. put a quote because we just didn't know that that was the kind of thing. And you'll only know that if you've done it before. And then- in our mock, we had one about this whale and how this man went to go and find a whale and then he lost his phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. we had to compare it to, um, what's it called? I don't know, something about a whale. And we had to compare them. Um, but, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, basically, so the thing that got me from that four to, like, I think I got a nine in the marks yeah. was um, I just learned a bunch of words that I used in every sentence. So Really? Yeah, so basically, say a quote and then say this highlights, this reflects, this yeah. demonstrates, this illustrates, yeah. this reflects. Oh, yeah. Or see, it mirrors. See, see, what I didn't understand is that you're not supposed to say, like, okay, so this, this and this text, they both have this in common. They both have, like, this in common. Yeah. You're, Okay, they always have this like sub. It's not you don't you don't compare like the subject matter. It's about kind of what techniques they use. Yeah, and how like not not don't tell show not how they tell you that they say this. It's not what yeah. their subject matters that what you're comparing. Yeah, it's what they like how what techniques they use. Yeah, and also I think that what's really useful is what saved. I know it saved all of us in S really is that we all used mrs rumpsey yes oh my we God. all used mrs rumpsey and she saved us come on she you did. cannot tell us that Absolutely. she didn't save us because yeah. and the thing is is that we were all watching her videos we were all using it but no one ever talked about it that yeah, no one ever so no one true. ever said but i remember the minute i found out about her i watched every single one of her videos and i i wrote out word for word everything yeah. that she said just memorize it and in bullet points and i printed it out so i had like 10 pages worth of notes on every single text. If you guys don't know what who Mrs. Rumsey is, she's an English teacher on YouTube, mm-hmm. and she makes all of her YouTube videos on um, 
each of the anthology texts. Yeah, like every single one of them. Every single one of them. And she picks out everything for you. She'll, yeah. she'll, she'll she has the text out. and she highlights it and she annotates it and she talks through it and she says exactly. phrases that you literally just have to copy down. Exactly. She'll, she'll tell you like there's a metaphor here and this shows this. Yeah. There's this here, this shows this. And so all you need to do is write all of that down and literally splurge it out on the exam paper. Yeah, because I think what happened for me is that I look back on the notes we made in class if we annotated like a non-fiction and all all I have annotated is, like, annotated is like this is a metaphor onomatopoeia but in the exam they don't want you they already know that's onomatopoeia they want you to say whatever it is they want you to say that okay that shows this mm. and you know what you just have to waffle yeah say it shows some and also, really deep what thing. I wasn't what I wasn't doing the first time when I got a four is that I didn't realize that I think that in our school we tend to like us girls we tend to like overcomplicate yeah, things madly and we think that oh saying this like it's not complex enough it's not complex yeah. enough but in doing that we end up actually saying nothing because we don't know what to say because yeah. in our minds everything is not complex in yeah, inverted yeah. commas enough but really it's about especially with English language it's like saying the obvious yeah like there'll be a quote and you'll just say well this like metaphor I don't, I don't know uh, like if you if you want to say if I don't know there was a simile and it was like like a star mm-hmm. you'd be like well it's comparing it to something bright which yeah. and bright has connotations of something yeah. else you just and keep developing it and you might think like oh that's so obvious to say a star is bright yeah. but you've got to say it and that's yeah. how you get marks exactly I remember Mrs Mule told me that I would just you just need to state the obvious sometimes yeah but like what I was saying before is like when you are talking about what something represents try and just make it as abstract as possible because I remember there was one about water and how like this um community had like a burst of a water pipe and it was really short so I didn't know what to say about the length of it so I was like yeah so I was like the the short length of the poem um mirrors the um short burst of the water for like a second they love it yeah they love it they fall for it just just say it even if it sounds like so cringe just do it yeah make sure you put in a word like this highlights this demonstrates and then just put whatever you want at the end (laughs) and that just shows not only have you picked out a quote but you've analyzed it and you're done yeah honestly that is english gcse yeah literally say your point pick out a quote to support it and then state the obvious about the quote. Yeah. Analyze it a bit more. Yeah. Maybe link it to a better structure. Yeah. And then bingo. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. You're done. <laughs> what I used to do, because I never knew like what, how much to talk about, how many paragraphs. Yeah. So just think of like, look at the poem and just think, why is this like a bit unique? So is it is it that there's hardly any like full stops? Then you've got enjambment. I don't know how I remember this, mm. but enjambment. Do a whole paragraph on that. Show that it <laughs> represents something about the poem. Yeah. Anything you want, just say yeah. that the enjambment shows the flow of his like creativity. Yeah, yeah. You know, or maybe if there's lots of full stops. It shows that his life is so stoppy starty. You yeah. know? <laughs> Whatever you want. And it's want. funny because like at A level, like Dr. Chatwin was talking to us about this, and he was like, "Yeah, like." When when we were reading through your essays, like there was a load of waffle in there. Like like you guys were just taking like red and taking yeah. it to like danger. And maybe the poet never yeah. even thought of that. No, but that kind of that. is what GCSE is. Yeah. And yeah, that's just how GCSE is. I don't I don't think that there's yeah. any other way to. Yeah, I mean another bit that I literally I think I got less than fifty percent in my um end of years on it was the transactional because I didn't write enough. Yeah. And like another thing for transactional is at the top of the page, just write all those fancy punctuation things like a semicolon mm-hmm. and stuff. 
and just try and at least use it like yeah. twice and if it's at the top of your page you always remember and with transactional don't don't worry if why is it called is it called transactional yeah <laughs> that, i don't know anyway um don't worry if like what i did was that in my marks i did the transactional writing and i didn't realize that it was a letter and so oh. instead i wrote a speech but don't worry if you do that because obviously you should be looking out in the first face and not being like me but if you do do that because i know that loads of people did that by accident it's still fine because you're still kind of using the same techniques yeah, of persuasion yeah. you know whatever like last minute i realized oh, those words be a letter and i just scribbled on dear like it probably made no sense when you were reading it but it's still fine because you're still using the same technique so i wouldn't stress if you've made that mistake yeah what always used to make me like lose it in the exam was you because they always give you like two two questions that you can answer so i used to start one and then after like 20 Mm. minutes i'd cross it out and just do the other one because like it gets too difficult yeah just don't do it if you've already started it just carry on just carry on honestly because you're going to do the next one and then you're going to realize that's even harder you chose that first one for a reason yeah so yeah that's something that i always like lost so much time on doing yeah but that's and i think with transactional you should also like i don't know maybe use a bit of humor sometimes i feel like these examiners they're probably reading so many like letters Mm. about how you guys want non-uniform because that's probably going to be the task (laughs) write a letter to your principal about how you think non-uniform should be a thing like i don't know make it interesting if you want yeah maybe but then at the same time like apparently you can write the most dullest of things but and if you include all the punctuation and like put a pop a little simile in it's fine what I used to do is, you know, when you're analysing non-fiction, you look for similes, metaphors, mm. right, as if someone's going to analyse your transaction. And that's why I think that people are people often say, oh, like, should I do the exam in the order that it's given? Like, maybe I'll start yeah. in transactional, maybe I'll start something else. Do the exam in the order yeah. that it's given because it's put in it's put in that order for a reason because yeah. it builds you up to that it transactional does. writing yeah. at the end because by the time you've analysed this text, you've compared this text, you've, like, written about all of the, these techniques that these authors and these poets are using yeah. so that you can adapt them in your own writing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But honestly, English was the, the biggest learning curve throughout the whole thing. English and history. Yeah, but use Mrs. Rumsey. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> use her because she will help you. She will save your <laughs> grades. Yeah, your teachers are great, but I think just before you know the night before your teachers aren't going to be there so just memorize her to death honestly yeah she should she should we give her and i promo. think with the text like romeo and juliet and like a view from a bridge and everything what what i found with romeo and juliet was really useful was just to listen to like watch random youtube videos and like listen to random podcasts and stuff just so that you can maybe like like, because you're going to do well in these essays, but sometimes you just want some points that are a bit different and yeah. that people aren't usually going to use. Like, we had one about motherhood or something. There was an essay about that. Mm. And then not, but not many people would pick out that, oh, the nurse actually had a child and she, oh, yeah, she lost yeah. a child. So just small things like that. That's also just knowing the text yeah, really it is. well. Knowing it inside out, and that's why you need to read it. <laughs> yeah, that's why you need to read it. Yeah. Um, Note is great if you're like, in September or in your start of the year, but honestly, yeah. now you really also be reading I think it. that like not just reading it, but when you're in like lessons, when we were reading through a View from a Bridge, we got into it. We yeah, put we on did. our Italian accents, yeah. and we really enjoyed like doing that in the lesson. And I think that that really helps because when you enjoy the text and you enjoy doing it, it's kind of yeah. 
That's true because like for Romeo, I don't think we did that much like enthusiasm in it. Occasionally we no, did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. a view from bridge, we went all out. We yeah, were like, exactly. we, this is. Like and then like, to, and to this day, I can still remember quotes from it, from yeah, us same. like screaming animal, <laughs> you know, and all of that. Yeah, and like, he spit on. That was such a dramatic play. Yeah, I know. Whilst Spanish, our fave. Spanish, like you just gotta know the grammar, because then once you know the. Like, honestly, people are like, oh, my God, it's fun. And, like, even in mentoring, like, I've mentored people and they're just, like, they know what they're doing, but I can't, I can't suddenly give you my knowledge. I can't just suddenly, like, it's not going to be an overnight thing that you suddenly wake up and you know the present tense and yeah. endings. You just got to learn them. And once you sit down and do that initial learning, they'll stick with you forever. That's true. And at A-level now, like, when we do grammar and stuff, we don't have to go memorizing stuff because we just know it. Like, you just pick it up. You just know it. Yeah. I mean, I still remember literally all the GCSE Spanish vocab. I thought I'd forget, but I, I know everything. And what I think really helps with Spanish and probably other languages is what I found, like, yeah. before the exam, I would start, like, talking in Spanish to myself. Yeah. And even when I was just walking around the house, like... I would even just, not talking to myself, but thinking in my no, head. she was talking to herself. I think I would, like, think to myself, like, like, I would think in Spanish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how would I say this? Oh, how would I say floor? How would I say ceiling? How would I say this or that? Yeah. Um, so I think that helps. Yeah, I think that's why we, I think GCSE Spanish was so good for us because yeah. we said basically... Me even, and- you know what, even if, like, you know what, you just cannot be bothered with that... Just watch a good Spanish series because that will help you a lot. Yeah. Go and watch some Jane oh the Virgin. God, watch Elite. The whole thing isn't even in Spanish. Watch Elite. Watch something in Money Spanish. Heist. Money Heist. There are so many on Netflix. Yeah. And they will, you'll definitely pick up a bit more. And even yeah. if you don't pick up a bit more, it'll make you feel more, a bit enthusiastic about Spanish because yeah, you can true. see its use with like people your age, you know, instead of teachers. True. You know? But, um, yeah, I think the reason why we managed to, like, enjoy it is because we sat next to each other and we spoke in Spanish the whole lesson. Yeah. Like, we got told off a couple times just because you were speaking Spanish. I don't, I still don't understand that, but yeah. you, you can tell that the people that, because we spoke Spanish so often, mm. we knew those really, like, little phrases mm. and we can easily come up with stuff. So when you're writing, it just flows. You don't have to think, okay, I want to say this verb. Let me go down all the, like, mm. oh, as, ah, all what of that. What about maths? How would you revise how did you get... I think the the thing with maths is that a lot of people just think that they're naturally bad at maths. Yeah. Which, okay, maybe it takes you a bit longer to understand it. But I think what you have to do is if you don't understand something, just go straight, run to your maths teacher and get them to explain it. Because the longer that you mm. don't understand a maths topic, mm. it just builds up, builds up. Because the thing with maths is that you're always lo- using, like, past techniques that you've learned yeah definitely so if you don't understand the very basic thing then you're you're basically lost for the rest of it so literally run to the staff room ask your and teacher for maths i would have a look at like the maths youtubers i know that there is um, hegarty maths was absolutely amazing who was that he was like i used him i watched all of his videos it was um i don't know it's just called hegarty maths i don't think he showed his face but he was so good mm. Um, I use now I use TL Maths, um, but I don't think that he does GCSE. Oh, is that the the guy that is like quite short and he has he's a, a bit board? like yeah, and he's a bit like <laughs> Miss Brown's brother. Yes, oh my god, okay. I love him. He's really good for A level. And um, and I think that for GCSE four, if you're doing 
add maths. I used Mathsaurus, Mathsaurus, but I'm not sure if they've changed the name. Yeah, it's called Mathsaurus, and it's really good because they just go through like past exam questions with you from the ad maths paper. But um, also Dr. Frost maths that um, Mr. Heather told us about. Yeah. That was that did wonders because you. I remember we were stuck. I was stuck on a question and I asked you. Yeah. It was something to like power of x, and then it came up in the exam in the mock, hmm. which was really lucky. But um, Dr. Frost math, they have all the past papers, and you can like make them difficulty from like really really easy to really really hard. And there was a leaderboard, so I tried to get to the top. I'm still not on the top. I don't know why. You're not at, I swear you were at the top. You were at the top was, or Allegra then, was at the top. No, some, yeah, Allegra Smile. was at the top for ages. And, like, even though she's left... <laughs> Can I hold up my story? Yeah. But um, even though she's left, she's still top of the leaderboard. I don't understand, but it is a good to spark a bit of competition. Yeah, it is. But, honestly, maths, it's more, like, practising than learning the content. Um... What else would we... No. Oh, my God, history. I can't relate. I didn't do history. Oh, my God, I did history. I... Okay, it's my fault, okay? I never really enjoyed history. It's my fault I chose it. <laughs> so, obviously, I struggled. Um, for me, what, what... Okay, history in general is difficult because there's just so much content. So if you hate the subject, it doesn't mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if you chose it, you like it. I'm sure you do. Okay. I'm, sure like, you do. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. If you like me and you're just doing yeah. it to just get a nine and get out of there, then all I did is um, you get Mr. Bud, which is like a, a history notes. If you don't I do, do history, you can that. skip. He's just going on and on about history. And I okay, don't. yeah. So you <laughs> you memorize memorize Mr. Bud. You'll get loads of different like numbers and stuff, but just learn the average ones. Learn the average ones. She says. Oh my god, make a timeline. This is you just have to. Would you make a? Did you make a revision timetable when you were revising? Let me finish history. I didn't care about history, (laughs) but yeah, history is difficult. Memorize Mr. Bird. Um, I don't think you have to do China if you're in upper fifth anymore. So um, for the other subject, just memorize Mr. Bird. Write down the key facts. Just learn a couple key key facts for each date. And you're done. Yeah, I think in general for revision and stuff, I would, and like with exams in general, I wouldn't put, don't worry if you do badly. Like genuinely don't worry. Even if you're in upper fifth and you're really stressed out, don't worry if you think that you didn't do as well as you thought you would. Because A, most of the time we actually haven't done half as bad. I literally cried after all of my exams Mm. and I literally did fine. I did fine. I did did better than I thought I would, even though I was in tears thinking, oh my gosh. I was literally crying. I was like, oh my gosh, I wrote a letter even though it was supposed (laughs) to be. Even though it was, no, I was like, oh my God, I wrote a speech even though it was supposed to be a letter for my transactional writing. (laughs) And then I was crying again because I was like, oh my God, for my advantage, I missed out two pages worth of questions. And I still did fine on all of those. Yeah. I still did fine on all of those, even despite all of the things that I thought I'd done wrong. Yeah. So do not stress. And also don't put your self-worth, don't project your self-worth onto these exams. Yeah. Because even if you don't do well in your exams, you're still a decent person. You're still fine. You're still going to do well in life. And, yeah. and for upper fifth, first of all, these are not going to be the dead thing that is yeah. going to be your if result. you've had a your bad day still have some kind of liaison like they can liaise what grade you get if and you've had a bad day they will know and yeah. they'll 
probably put that forward to the GCSE board. Yeah, exactly. And also, especially if you're in lower fifth and you do really badly in your end of years, don't don't sweat it, okay? Because I did really, really badly and I was really... Actually, I didn't do really, really badly. I thought I did really, really badly. Such a hashtag KHS thing. <laughs> I thought I did really, really badly, even though I did absolutely great compared to like the rest of the year and the rest yeah. of the country. Um, but like you know us hashtag being sad at sevens even though they're great yeah um but like don't don't be bummed out about it or anything because yeah i mean for example yeah because don't be bummed out about it because you will improve you'll learn more revision techniques mm. and it will go up yeah and like just dealing with exam week like having you know exams mm. like back to back every day yeah is that like i even like you cried after every exam i always cried before so before I'd even done it, I'd be like, I'm going to fail, even though I haven't even done the test. Yeah. Because what used to happen is every night, let I would rise for ages, but the night before, I just forgot absolutely everything. Mm. So I was like, I'm literally done. And I was telling my mom, like, mom, I'm, I'm literally going to fail. Also, one thing that I found is that the grade boundaries are lower than you're, you're expecting. Yeah. A lot lower than you're expecting. I remember for biology, the grade boundary was, what, 50%. Probably. In, at, at the end of upper fifth exams, the grade boundary was something like 58% yeah. for a nine. I remember that. I got I got 48% and I got an eight. Wow. Or something like that. Like, I literally... Yeah. And it's because our year groups are... Our years are so smart. Everyone is so smart. Yeah. And they make the exams so, so hard. Yeah. Um, But also just, yeah, like, if you think you've done really, really badly, like, you know, you filled out the questions, you're going to get above a four. So that's true. And like, for me, I think lower fifth is the first time you get the nine to one. So I remember the first test we got back was physics and I saw my grade and I just didn't even know how to like comprehend it. Yeah. I was like, have I done well? Yeah, I didn't know what was good and what wasn't. See, that's why I think in like lower fifth, end of years, I was like, oh, because I feel like, I don't know, it just, it felt like a seven was not, even though a seven is an A, it felt like it was just so far from a nine. Yeah, I think it's because, like, we were in the mindset of one to four, so it was like one was a nine, and two was, like, a seven. You know, when I was in lower school, and if you guys are in lower school and listening to this, I I only got, like, two ones or something like that. I never got ones. Ones are, actually, I think that ones down, down in school, ones are harder to get than nines. Don't no, you I actually agree. I only got, I think, one... No, I think I got, like, three. Yeah. And that was in the very, very last year that we even did uh, yeah. one to four. Literally, I just remember getting, like, all twos and, like, yeah. maybe a three. I never, never, never got a one. Yeah. And I don't... Or I, I got, so like, shocked. a one in maths. Yeah. That was I it. I was shocked how everyone else got ones, but honestly, do not worry. You yeah. can get fours and still get a nine. If you think that you're getting all, like, all twos, maybe, like, loads of threes, and you think that you're doing badly, you're not, because when it comes to GCSE time, you'll be getting that, like, a three is, like, probably equivalent to a seven. Yeah, that's true. So, don't stress it, yeah. loves. Um, <laughs> what else? I'm not sure. Um, but actually, no, I don't know how in the end, in the end, I ended up getting, like, a nine in art. I really don't know how that happened considering they were like predicting me sixes the whole the whole time yeah so you know also these GCSEs are unpredictable so they are but like at the same time I always thought you know how they tell you like oh my god nine is like the top 20 percent like it's actually way it's not like um unattainable I had that in mind 
that yeah. like because they painted they, it they painted the picture that a nine was so unattainable exactly so it's unattainable. really not and maybe it's because like we didn't actually do gcse's that like they kind no, of dish them out no, i still think that even then if we did you would be surprised how many people would yeah, get nine. i like, think so too because in history i'm pretty sure they said the year above us when they actually did their gcse's mm-hmm. like over 80 percent got nines yeah that's absolutely crazy yeah for history as well yeah yeah and that's why I think that, yeah, it goes back to this whole one thing. Like, a one was really, really yeah, unattainable. Was. But a nine wasn't. Yeah. Oh, you gave me, like, PTSD of when <laughs> we had to do one to four. Yeah, I actually think one to four was kind of detrimental for our mental health. I think, you Don't know, you think? It, was, it was how they named it. I think three is satisfactory. Nobody wants to be called satisfactory. Nobody. Bingo. Bingo. And then four, improvement needed. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I think that one to four is not enough range. And also, I don't think they should give them names. I think just give them... Give the girl a percentage. Yeah. That's give, what she needs. Give them percentages. I, I second that. Yeah. Just give them percentages and that is it. Yeah, just the teacher can say, Why you know what, you got 80%. I think that was a good... Yeah. 80% I mean, I guess they need the one to four for the report, I think, is the no, thing. But I, I don't, don't think there is a need. I know. I think a percentage amazing or i'm even, not calling myself satisfactory or even actually that. i think that a star a b c d is better than one to four because i think that one to four is so like how do you interpret that yeah i mean if you're in thirds you can imagine we actually had exams in thirds also i think that when you've when you like when you're so used to like being in being in primary school and like having the 11 plus and like you're used to when you come into khs you have been the creme de la creme of your primary school yeah wait a second Ah, this is so annoying. We're getting into a good conversation. When you're, have when you got free? No. Okay. You're like used to. You're used to being when you come from eleven plus. You're used to being the creme de la creme of your primary school, and so then to suddenly be thrown into year seven, have end of year exams, and then be called improvement needed. It's absolutely terrible. I got a four in drama. Like I was like, oh, I do my. I got a three in drama, and then Miss Baghdadi was like, I expected better from you, and really? I was like. It was, imagine me, an 11-year-old, crying because I didn't know the different types of stages. Like, whether you have, like, a I know the different types of stages. I was like, oh, my God. I still don't know them, and yeah. I'm doing drama A-level. I was like, what am I... I'm getting upset over absolutely nothing. And I wasn't upset because I got bad in drama. Yeah. It's because I thought I felt, like, as a person, yeah. that I'm improvement needed. Yeah. But you're not. It's not a name for okay, you. So it's just the grade. I, we need to kind of wrap this up. Yeah. But we're going to link all of the YouTubers. Yeah, and stuff, Even of the them. ones that we haven't mentioned. We're going to list them by topic down yeah. below so that you guys can get everything. We're going to tag physics and math tutor. We'll be spelling everything. That, everything yeah. that all your friends are doing that they won't tell you. Yeah. We're putting them down below. Yeah. Well, you know when they say they haven't revised, When they, they say have. they haven't revised or they haven't put in any effort. Yeah. Or, oh, they haven't revised but oh, they end oh up God, getting I a think nine. I'm going to do so bad. Like, oh my God. Oh my God, I haven't revised. No. Yeah. They've been listening to Mrs. Rumsey on repeat for the last two weeks yes. and now we're putting you on it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, we wish you guys all the best of luck. If you have any, like, if you're really, really scared about a topic, literally just email us and we'll... Yeah. we'll even, if you, even if you guys, like, need mentoring, Alicia does biology, chemistry, whatever. What do you do? Biology, chemistry? Yeah, I've come to BioBooster Club if you're yeah, really struggling. Yeah, if you need English mentoring, you need maths mentoring, you need... Drama Anything mentoring. we have contacts. I mean, we'll maybe help not drama. You. I'm not the A star student. <laughs> but if you need maths or English mentoring, I'm happy to help as well with yeah. that. Or Spanish. So okay, wonderful. Um, we love you. 
Also, do you like the new um, audio quality, guys? The new audio quality, yes. All right. Um, toodles. <laughs>